This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Charlie McDermott. Welcome to episode number 540 of the Good Neighbor Podcast. And boy, it's one good neighbor after another. Today, we have Scott Burgess. He is the CEO of the David Lawrence Center. Scott, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. Well, thrilled to have you on. And the David Lawrence Center's what you're doing is important at all times. But I got to believe during this COVID era, it's even more important uh, that we get the word out. So thrilled we're able to at least help you in in a little way here on the show. So let's start there. Uh, David Lawrence Center's. Scott, tell us what you're doing there. Yeah, well, uh, so the David Lawrence Centers has been uh, operating in Collier County uh, for over 50 years, 53 years now. And we have uh, essentially been uh, the behavioral health provider uh, for the Collier community uh, and tried to continue to grow uh, across all this time to meet the growing uh, mental health and addiction uh, challenge needs uh, of the community. Uh, So uh, way back uh, 53 years ago, we uh, had a very small organization with just a couple of part-time staff members and and had a little storefront. And uh, and today we've uh, we've grown into uh, an organization that has six locations uh, and and we provide care 24-7, 365 um, at those different locations, having uh, 330 staff members. Uh, and we pro- last year we provided uh, 303,000 services um, across the year uh, in a variety of different programs, uh, everything from crisis support uh, to inpatient care uh, to traditional outpatient care and support to community-based uh, support where we're going right in homes and uh, working with families and, and children that are struggling, adults that are struggling in certain ways. And uh, we provide care for uh, everybody. Uh, you know, we have, we're an all-inclusive organization. Everybody's welcome. We have a sliding scale uh, based on income. So we don't want uh, finances ever to be an issue. We uh, care for a significant number of individuals that, that don't have uh, any form of insurance. Um, so we're, we really want to be that community resource for anybody that might be struggling. And we take care of the whole age spectrum. So we, we work with kids uh, all the way through seniors and uh, in the provision of that, you know, mental health support, addiction support, uh, and, and a number of people, uh, a majority of people actually struggle with both of those issues. Wow. <laughs> I got to tell you, I am... Uh, one, blown away. I know our listeners, uh, a, a number of things that you said, uh, one, 53 years serving the community. That That's amazing. Um, and then, so you currently have six locations. Uh, where, where are the various locations? Yeah, so our, our, um, our major campus uh, is located off of Golden Gate Parkway. Uh, we're just uh, about a block east of 75. Um, so real close to 75 and uh, Golden Gate Parkway. And that is our uh, campus where we have multiple buildings, uh, including our crisis support and our inpatient units. Um, so we have, um, well, it, to, to, we've got a couple of different ways that people can, can get activated yeah. with us. 
And uh, by physically coming to that campus, we actually have a, a walk-in assessment center. So people can literally uh, come in, receive real-time um, assessment. And um, it, when people go in through that access center, uh, most of those folks were, were able to assist in ways that uh, help um, them through more outpatient support. So we're kind of trying to have that as a almost like a behavioral health urgent care, if you will, so that we can try to deal with things uh, as more mohills before they become mountains. Mm. So we've got that ability. We also now uh, with COVID, we, we made a virtual access center component so people can just go to our website uh, at dlcenters.org and they can find uh, the virtual access center button. They can click there and they can fill out all of their forms virtually. They can get connected with a, a therapist virtually um, if, that, uh, if that assessment then triggers that they need counseling or doctor support, we can do that virtually. So now we have this opportunity where people can really access us um, virtually and not even have to physically step on campus. But then also we have our, our inpatient uh, crisis assessment center, which is open 24 seven, 365. And that's when somebody is really struggling significantly. Maybe uh, a sheriff's deputy might be bringing somebody that uh, under you know, the Baker Act, which is the involuntary hospitalization or a commitment order, or it might be a loved one that recognizes their, their loved one struggling and really needs to get in. Um, or an individual can self, uh, uh, you know, refer and, uh, and yeah. then we provide that support. And if they do need to have inpatient stay, we've got an adult mental health unit. We've got a children's mental health unit, um, which are separated, obviously. Um, and then we also have a continuum of care here on this campus for uh, substance services. We've got detox uh, services, and we've got a 28-day program called Crossroads Recovery, which is right here on campus. So the, all of those services are right here at that Golden Gate campus that I was uh, mentioning, in addition to some outpatient services as well. Yeah. Um, we also have uh, other locations that are scattered around um, kind of the Naples Collier area, and we have a, a location out in Immokalee. We've been uh, we've had a building out in Immokalee providing support uh, to the Immokalee community since 1988, um, yeah. and we provide a whole array of services uh, out in Immokalee as well. Wow! Wow! What again? What a resource! An important resource. Um, now, uh, for folks outside of Collier County, are you able to help them or, or are there other? Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. We have um, a, a small percentage of, of folks that come to DLC are um, about 10% uh, are from South Southern Lee County, um, mm -hmm. they're kind of in that Bonita Estero uh, area. Yeah. Um, and then there, there's another provider that has uh, some similar services as David Lawrence Centers. Uh, up in Lee County called Salus Care. So they do a lot of, of work in, in the Lee County area. Uh, so the vast majority of the, of the folks that we, that we work with and help support and treat are Collier County residents. Yeah. Wow. Wow. How about your journey? What, tell us a little bit, Scott, about how you got involved. Yeah, so I've been, uh, this is actually my 30th year uh, in, uh, in mental health uh, care, and um, I started, uh, you know, uh, having a fascination in uh, mental health and behavioral health, really, that started in high school. I took my first psychology class and just really kind of fell in love with 
um, the field uh, and really kind of saw how important it was um, and just kind of having, I think, um, naturally been an individual that people kind of felt comfortable sharing information and kind of seeking support and a little bit of help. I, I just kind of had that natural personality. So that went well together and uh, got into college and thought about business, thought about law. Um, but I kept taking these psychology classes and I just felt uh, a resonance to it and the applicability of everything that I was learning about, you know, human thought and human behavior and how all of that weds together um, just uh, really drew me in. So uh, I started in the field uh, working in community mental health, helping individuals, adults with serious persistent mental illness uh, get back to work uh, and, uh, you know, through a supported employment program to help bridge uh, them with an opportunity to, uh, you know, kind of have that uh, vocational purpose and saw how much that meant to people and uh, how rewarding it was for them and their families and the community at large and how everybody benefited. And that just kind of propelled uh, me to say this, this feels uh, definitely like the calling uh, for me. And uh, so have been blessed to uh, you know, be involved in a lot of different uh, programs and services across a good period of time. I worked at my previous organization for 22 years, a large hospital system uh, outside of Chicago uh, before coming here to, uh, um, to accept the CEO position at David Lawrence Centers uh, that was being uh, vacated because uh, the previous CEO was retiring after 30 years. Wow. Wow. How about that? So what about when it comes to myths, misconceptions? I mean, I, we could probably spend all afternoon talking about that from, a, you know, a, a mental health standpoint, but maybe your top one or two, what do you hear that you could speak to for our audience? Yeah, I mean, there's still a pretty thick stigma, um, unfortunately, related to mental health and, uh, and addiction or substance use disorders. Um, you know, one of the you know, misconceptions still is that, it, you know, it's a, it's a character flaw or a weakness that people have. And, and we just, you know, know that that's just, you know, factually and scientifically incorrect. Uh, that these are healthcare conditions, uh, just like any other healthcare condition. In fact, these are life-threatening healthcare conditions that, if not properly treated, um, can uh, can people can actually lose their lives. And we know that because, statistically speaking, you know, the second leading cause of death for young children and young adults in our country is suicide. Um, and so we know, and we also know that there are two suicides in America for every homicide in America. And, mm. and the reason that we uh, don't know some of those things is because of stigma. We don't talk openly about these as healthcare conditions. And we really need to um, kind of change our own internal and societal um, framework and narrative around this, which is, you know, why would we treat uh, the organ of the brain any different than mm -hmm. any other organ in the body. You know, if you have a problem, you know, an issue that you're struggling with right. your heart or your lung or your kidney, you know, there's no, there's no stigma, shame, guilt going to see somebody. Uh, but 
if it happens to be your brain and you're and you're struggling a little bit with your thought processes or your behaviors associated with what you're thinking or how you're uh, interacting with the world and the world around you, we we feel that you shouldn't go and see somebody and talk through that and work through that. So um, so that's I think one of the biggest kind of misconceptions is just on the uh, you know the whole um, you know kind of parity side of healthcare that we just need to better understand these issues. And, and these are not things, I mean, these are, we say non-discriminatory illnesses. I mean, they, you know, you, uh, whether you look at uh, individuals that are in high economic uh, class or or lower economic class um, or, you know, gender or race, um, these are issues that can impact uh, anybody. And quite frankly, they do impact a lot of people, you know, statistically speaking, one in four are going to struggle with a mental health challenge one in seven are going to struggle with a substance challenge. So um, these are very prevalent um, and common conditions. We just don't talk about them, you know, openly so much. And, and that's really to the detriment of individuals that are struggling, many of whom are silently struggling and suffering uh, to their families and to our communities, because we know that these are very treatable conditions as well. Wow. Boy, again, you touched on so, so much. You know, one, one thing I, that I've wondered recently, and I don't know if I just you hear it more in the news, but uh, and you might know the answer to this, but, you know, are there more kids nowadays that are committing suicide versus years ago? I mean, is, is the trend increasing uh, today? Yeah, the trend has been increasing. And, you know, and one of the things that I, uh, I talk about when I'm you know, in front of uh, groups of, of, of people is we, we were actually fighting two significant epidemics before this pandemic. Mm. We had the epidemic of suicide, which was escalating. And I mentioned some of the statistics and, and uh, children's mental health challenges have just been growing exponentially um, even before uh, the pandemic. Um, and then we've also had the epidemic of the opioid overdose uh, epidemic in our country. Uh, and we're, we're losing a tremendous number of Americans to overdose and to suicide. Unfortunately, we weren't really talking about that a lot, but we were seeing those trend lines just escalate um, out of control. And then we overlay this pandemic on top of it where there's more isolation, there's more uncertainty, and there's all of those types of challenges. So it really, um, all of those elements really are, are kind of uh, at this crossroads where we're seeing a significant uh, increase in, in uh, the need for mental health support, uh, which was already growing kind of exponentially before the pandemic, but certainly even further accelerating now. Sounds like it's the perfect storm. Yeah. You know, it's a uh, wow. Wow. So how about uh, step away from the office for a moment or two here? What are you doing for fun? What kind of hobbies you have and all that? Yeah, well, for the longest time, um, I was I was a coach for uh, my children's uh, various uh, sports teams. Yeah. So I have three children and uh, involved with uh, coaching them in basketball and baseball, my, my sons, my two sons, and then uh, with my daughter coaching with uh, volleyball and softball. So I did that for about 15 years and now uh, they're all young adults and, and, uh, and doing uh, wonderful things in life. Uh, I'm very proud of them. Uh, but that would, that took up a majority of my, uh, my time outside of work for many years. Uh, but I've also been involved with doing uh, some volunteerism for uh, ministry uh, with our church, 
Um, and uh, so I, I love working with uh, youth ministry. Uh, my wife actually uh, helps uh, the church with youth ministry as well. So uh, between uh, church and, and uh, us being active there and also with uh, uh, the ministry work that we're doing with youth, uh, that takes up some, uh, some yeah. of our time, which we really very much enjoy. And, uh, and we, though I, yeah, I'm, I'm really starting to sound like somebody uh, more from kind of Naples and Collier that I don't get to the beach enough. I should get to the beach because uh, we've got these lovely beaches, but we don't take advantage of that as much as we would like to. But we, my wife and I have made that a, uh, one of our goals to get there a little bit more as well. And, and just enjoying time with uh, yeah. our family and, and friends. Yeah, oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah, we are blessed with uh, plenty of plenty of beautiful beaches. It's just a matter of, yeah. All right. Today we're going to do it. I hear you there. Right. Uh, How about when it comes to uh, hardship, life challenge, looking back in life, Scott, what comes to mind? A period of time that you had a rough go of it, but you got through it and you can now look back and say, I'm better for it. I'm stronger. Yeah, well, I mean, I can certainly share, uh, you know, that I have had actually a couple of uh, challenges with uh, depression in my uh, my personal experience. Uh, I have had a couple of episodes that were uh, very uh, challenging times. Um, and, you know, just in addition to uh, some of the um, genetic predispositions that we do have in my family, we've got some, uh, some issues with mental health in the, in the past and addiction challenges. And uh, for me, uh, having uh, depression, I struggled through a couple of episodes there, um, just kind of that natural predisposition. But then on top of it, of a very, you know, busy schedule with family and, uh, you know, and with career and all of that. So I've gone through a couple of, uh, you know, challenges in that regard. And, um, and what I, you know, learned just like, you know, it's kind of like they say, you know, practice what you preach. And uh, what I, what I found through that experience was by going and, and getting some support uh, through uh, my doctor, as well as getting some counseling support and, and, uh, and overlaying, obviously, on top of that, uh, leaning more into my faith and my faith community, leaning more into my natural support system with my family, um, which have, have been amazing, um, that those are, again, um, situations where you can absolutely get through them, but you need to really rally your troops and not, uh, you know, not feel bashful or ashamed or, uh, or worried. Uh, I think, you know, we, we, we kind of worry about, well, what are people going to think if I, if I say, well, I've got, I'm going through some struggles myself, you know, that's okay. Just open up and you're, you're going to find that everybody's going to open those arms and really want to help you get through whatever your challenge is. So, uh, and I think because of, that experience, I can certainly share with others that, uh, you know, there, there's hope in every situation and circumstance. You just need to be willing to, to reach out uh, because people want to reach back and, and help you through it. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing that, Scott. And I know that's uh, inspirational for a lot of our listeners. And, and yeah, you know, just to emphasize the get help. It's, it's, it's so not nice that it's out there and, and it's so easy just to keep it to ourselves until it just consumes us. Right. So, uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And there shouldn't, you know, again, kind of get back to the earlier conversation, shouldn't be any uh, guilt or shame yeah. or, or worry about, uh, about sharing that. And then I think that's really, what's going to be, uh, what kind of changes the whole societal, um, you know, stigma element is for people to open up, and, mm -hmm. and, and that's been encouraging. 
to see, you know, um, you know, the folks from the Olympics and see folks that are in sports and see folks that are, you know, um, uh, figures that we're all, you know, well aware of, you know, kind of coming out and sharing their experience. I mean, for heaven's sakes, Michael Phelps, who, you know, is the most awarded medal winner of all time in the Olympics. And, and he's one of the spokespersons out there for mental health because he went through some struggles. And, and you look at, um, you know, him coming through the other side of that now helping by uh, using his platform to, uh, to share more about uh, these situations and how there is hope uh, in, in getting help. And I love your point about, yeah, you know, if we have a heart condition or, you know, a broken bone or, or any other health condition, we even think about it. I mean, get to the emergency room, get to the hospital, get to a doctor. But when it comes to our brain, we have all this hesitation and all the stigma attached to it. And, and you know, when, when you just look at it plain and simple, because it makes no sense whatsoever. If anything, my goodness, you know, when, when our, the, the brain is messed up, we know that controls everything, you know, and, and certainly, uh, you know or outlook on life. So yeah, I, 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 I've never heard that before. I love that point that really, uh, I know that's going to be helpful to folks. So yeah, oh, thanks. that's great. How about one thing you wish our listeners knew about David Lawrence centers? What would that be? Um, well, I think, you know, that we're here for everybody, um, you know, that, and, and just to have an understanding that we provide that kind of full continuum of care, uh, you know, from, you know, kind of wherever a person's need is, we can pretty well satisfy that from a service standpoint. So if it's, you know, if it's a, a major crisis situation, reach out, we can help there. If it's a person that's kind of struggling just a little bit, uh, but they want to really try to be as proactive as possible so that it doesn't get um, you know, further down the line, reach out uh, in that regard. And, you know, so we, you don't have to wait until it's, you know, a major crisis. Let's work on things. You know, it's, it's like uh, all other forms of healthcare. The earlier we identify what the issue is or, or that there's a challenge and the earlier we intervene, the better that short and long-term prognosis. So, um, you know, again, it's, it's just kind of thinking about it more in the paradigm of healthcare. Um, and if you do that, then we, you know, just to let people know that we've got an array of services, a whole continuum of services where we can meet people where they're at um, and, and kind of help them with whatever that unique need is. Terrific. Well, Scott, I know we have listeners who want to learn more, want to get in touch. What's the best way for them to do so? Yeah, I think nowadays what we're seeing is, you know, people going to the website, um, you know, if they just go to David, uh, DLC, DLCenters.org, uh, um, then they can uh, really take a look at uh, the different services. Uh, they can click onto that virtual care center, get connected in that way. Our forms are online. Um, or again, if it's an individual that's, uh, you know, feels like they, they want to kind of get immediately into service and have that face-to-face -face contact, they can just kind of come right over here to, you know, uh, 6075 Bathy Lane, uh, which is uh, right off of Golden Gate Parkway in 75. And, uh, and our access center is available. Uh, but there's a lot of information on the website if they want to go there and just kind of take a look. And uh, I think they'll find that uh, there's 
there, there'd be a lot of uh, wonderful professionals here uh, that really care and really want to help uh, lean into them uh, and their and support them so that they can, you know, not only just survive, but really thrive. That's what that's what we're, we're aiming for with each and every person that we work with. Absolutely love it. Again, Scott, really appreciate you spending time with us, sharing this valuable asset we have in the community. And my goodness, wish you the absolute best going forward there. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to goodneighborpodcast.com. That's goodneighborpodcast.com. Or call us at 239-224-4105.